We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I couldn't imagine this being any further from Jonathan Kraft's dream job, running the organization <laughs> in a football sense. Um, he does not want to have football operations responsibility, contrary to what was seen in Seth Wickersham's piece. He wants to see results. But I do think, and this is to the Kraft's advantage, in a way that it wasn't for the Joneses, they found out what they don't know, and they know what they don't know, as opposed to you know, guys like the Joneses who took over and immediately, you know, Bigfooted the entire organization in terms of we're going to be involved in this stuff. Tommy Curran last night on NBC Sports Boston. Jonathan Kraft, he doesn't want any power. Nah. He doesn't want to run football operations with Robin Glazer to name a name. Nah. He just wants results. Maybe. Who's calling the shots on the biggest question facing the Patriots, which is... Who's the quarterback next year? Is it Gerard Mayo? He's the new coach. Doesn't sound like they're going to have a GM. Some weird combination of Elliot. What is it? Mego, I always forget his last name. Wolf. Elliot Wolf. And Matt Groh. And whoever else is in the front office now. Maybe they bring in Pioli or Dimitrov or somebody else who's been there. But they're not in any rush to do it. Groh and Wolf. It's like a, it's like a Chia pet of a GM. <laughs> So who's in control? Is it Robert? Is it Jonathan? Which it certainly seems like the power play is afoot, which remains my biggest takeaway from the Wickersham story late last week. Jonathan was lobbying his father to keep Brady as far back as 2013, and he was shoving Bill out the door in 2022. Let me translate that for you. Jonathan was right on wanting to keep Brady, and he was ahead of the curve on getting rid of Bill, and the four-win season never would have happened. If Jonathan had his way, that's a power play. So you think he has an eye for this stuff? Well, I mean, look, I, I think he's right on both of those things. But those like, are some pretty major decisions. Was Bill O'Brien him? Is Gerard Mayo him? I imagine he has say in all these things, and those are other things I don't like so much. So look, yeah, if, if Jonathan was going to shove Bill out the door last year, good. I would have been on board with that. How's Sean, is he referring to him? The Prince Charles of New England sports? Yes. Did you watch the latest season of The Crown? No. It was the last season. I haven't season. watched any seasons of The Crown. Well, you're you're aware of the royal family situation yeah. with the great, yes. the late uh, Elizabeth, yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Prince Charles wanted to take over early. Yeah. He was basically like putting out a little PR offensive being like, hey, isn't she old? 
hey, I have all these fresh new ideas. Look for the at her, UK. she's old. So <laughs> I I don't know that Jonathan is like trying to shove hey, his father out. Was World War II such a big deal for Britain? <laughs> like I don't know that Jonathan's trying to shove his dad out because Wickersham wrote like he's very protective of his father's legacy and everything else, but. Maybe it's just the idea of Jonathan being more hands-on and more day-to-day, and this is the beginning of it, and Robert's on board with all of it. Maybe. Like, with Bill gone, Jonathan filling that power vacuum makes a lot of sense. But Curran says, no, no, nothing to see here. Does this make Bill Princess Diana? I, I don't know. I, I've, I'm not real strong on my royal family, Arkand. I don't know about you, but I'm not real strong on all of my, uh, my royal family references. They yeah. have similar fashion. Mm. They, both, they both do the bike shorts. Was Bill a commoner when he got brought into the family, like Diana was? <laughs> yeah, no, he was in some ways. Was, yeah. uh, we'll get to your phone call, 617-779-7937. Uh, you can continue to vote at Jones and Mego, by the way. Our big question of the day, what should Bill's next move be? A lot of you say Dallas, 61%. 18% say retirement, and that number's climbing. They agree with Mego. Uh, be done. Uh, walk away. Don't do it anymore. It's because I made my opinion known. So and now people are like, now oh, they're following. okay, she's signaled to us. She's signaled to the super PAC. We have to follow. It's a starter's pistol. Uh, Atlanta, 11%. Uh, if I'm Bill, that's what I would pick. I have the most power there. I'm going to get paid there. It's a decent roster. It's not as good as Dallas or Philly, but I win a playoff game there. I'm good. I, I, I'm a god if I win a playoff game there, and I have all the control. Uh, Philadelphia also on the list at 10%. So continue to vote. You can jump in. 617-779-7937. Who's picking the next quarterback, Mego? Is it Jonathan? No, I don't think so. Why? I don't think it's Jonathan. Because Why? I do think that they're going to be trying to do this GM by committee between the two guys who they're elevating through personnel. And I do have to say, like, I don't love that approach. I have a bad aftertaste from the offensive coordinator doing it for the first time by committee two years ago, and I know it's not a one-to-one. And one of these was Bill's call, and this seems to be the Kraft's call of who they're going to elevate there. But at the same time, I-, I would just like somebody to be in the captain's seat. You know, I would like somebody to be directing this whole thing instead of there being a situation where – it's you don't know where to assign the accountability. Was this Wolf's pick? Was this Grow's pick? You know, who's really having the upper hand? Is Grow handling the draft and he's looking, he's handling the college scouts, and then Wolf is the one doing free agency. I get what do you want? I know this is gonna be a problem for me. You Just can't call make him that. Elliot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Call him Elliot. Elliot. Elliot's gonna be because we're like good buddies. Elliot. Elliot's gonna be the one who's handling free Elliot. agency. Like, we heard Kraft talk about accountability last week and why it was some a reason that he couldn't strip Bill of his personnel power. But now I don't see how there's going to be accountability between those two guys. I don't think Jonathan Kraft's going to be the one single-handedly picking out okay. a... That, that just... A quarterback, that just seems unrealistic okay, to me. Okay, Mego, he's not picking in the second round. It's pick three. Like, a, a lot of owners come in. They may have done it with Mac. In 2021, a lot of owners come in and say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Pick him. Hasn't the reporting since then shown that it was mostly Bill and his guys? No. Phil Perry made it known that they needed a quarterback that year. Like, the coaching staff knew they needed a quarterback. Where did that start? I'm guessing from Bill's bosses. Uh, so maybe the maybe coaching staff. Okay, the coaching staff ma- knew what situation they were in because I think ownership made it clear. I got what's left unsaid. When, when Phil said, said ownership made it clear. Okay, he said they knew the situation. So I don't know. Maybe he's. I don't want to get into the sourcing game, but like maybe it needs to be worded a certain way because of where he's hearing it from. I don't know. And Phil's great. I'm not belittling his reporting, but when he says Bill knew the situation, how do you think he knew the situation? Who was telling him? So Wickersham writes and look. Jonathan may not want to, as a texter put it, 
37937 play GM. But I think most people want to. Like, I don't know if I could be GM. I would like to be. Arcand? Absolutely. Could... Especially when I have the third overall pick. Thank like, you. it's not like he's picking at 32 and you got to really study up on who these, you know, DTs at the end of the round are. This is one of the premier names. You know all these names. Everybody knows these names. Everyone knows these names. Wickersham, word leaked around the office that if Belichick were gone in 2024, football ops would be split between Glazer and Jonathan Kraft. Okay. So, like, football ops, that's Jonathan. Meanwhile, they're being linked to who? Arkan, they have good odds on who? On Justin Fields. Hmm. And I've only seen this one place, ah. and I don't know this uh, this website very well. It says it's IllinoisBet.com, and it's like a roundup of all the Illinois yeah, sports whatever. books. Yeah, don't um, spend too much time on the sourcing. Go I don't ahead. know that you can actually bet on this, but they did set odds for uh, Justin Fields' next team. Staying with the Bears or a uh, team that's not on this list was the leader at plus 150, then the Falcons at plus 475, and then the Patriots uh, tied with the Raiders for the third best odds at plus 900, which I thought was interesting because if you're trading for Justin Fields, you're probably involving that draft pick. I don't okay. think that you you can do that without well, giving up uh, let me ask number you. three. Let me ask you. I know you have a question, Mego. You want Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yes. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Justin Fields, yes or no? Well, not if I have to trade the third overall you're not pick to trade him, the, you're so. Not, so I, you, I thought you were talking about the second. They're not going to trade a first-round pick, three overall to get Fields. It won't cost that much. Maybe you got to trade your second pick. Maybe yeah, you got to trade 35. That. I do that. So Harrison Jr. and Fields, you're on board. I Mego, real quick before your question, yes or no, those two? No. Okay. What was your question? Aren't those odds just based on the teams who need quarterbacks? Yeah, probably. So I'm not putting a lot into that. No offense, Arkan. It's a great research by you. Okay, but, but if but if Fields is th- moving, those are just the two teams that absolutely have nothing in their quarterback room. Okay, if Fields is moving, are the Patriots in? And is Jonathan Kraft making the call? Meanwhile, Phil Perry, speaking of Phil, NBC Sports Boston. All right, you're on the clock. Who are you taking in the draft at quarterback? Let's hear Phil. Are Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels all guys who are going to be outstanding pros? We don't know that. But if the well, Patriots feel as though one of them will be and they're there, then you you've feel got one of them to take them. I think all three have a chance. The guy that I like the most right now is the guy who is most likely to get to number three. That's Jaden Daniels. If the draft were happening today and I was running a training, I'd take him over Caleb Williams and Drake May. Wow. Wow. I mean, I I feel like I am, you know, maybe the first one on the Jaden Daniels bandwagon uh, among the very first. This is your Dallas to Arkan. Yeah, even I wouldn't go that far. Even I'm not taking him over everybody else. Phil Perry says he's taking Jaden Daniels over everyone else. So, I don't know. Jonathan Kraft, is he the one picking the quarterback? Who should pick the quarterback? And shouldn't we know? At bare minimum, shouldn't it be made clear to us as fans and in the media? Like, who is picking? So if the guy's good, we know who to give credit to. If the guy stinks, we know That's who to blame. That's what I'm saying. That should be transparent. And unfortunately, Mego, I think it is transparent. I think it's Jonathan. 617-779-7937. Uh, is, this, is this our Shane in Plymouth? Shane, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Adam. Good afternoon. Mego, what's up? Hey, um, everyone's talking about Steve Belichick's future today, so I wanted to add some thoughts on that and what I think, Mego, this is what I think Belichick's negotiating strategy should be with these billionaire owners like the one in Atlanta. What do you think? Calls up Brady, Gronk, a couple of the fellas, scoop me up in the uh, escalated Atlanta airport. He walks in. He's got three binders, big, thick ones, uh-huh. offense, defense, nice. special teams. Yep. Lays it down. All three phases. Lays it down. On the desk. Yep. I, I want full control, every decision unquestioned. And here's the system. Tells the other guys just stand behind him. Don't say nothing. He says you got <laughs> nice. two hours to make a decision. Yep, two hours to make a decision. 
or I'm off to the next team. You think like you'll it. get full control at that point. And then with full control, obviously the next move, you put Steve as offensive coordinator <laughs> to run the match. Oh, team. no. Oh, no. Okay, Shane. So, Shane. So, Shane, we're done with that. Uh, I think we talked a lot about Bill's kids Hot yesterday. Take, Brady and Gronk, too skinny to bring to the meeting. Those guys, those guys got slim. They look uh, a little gaunt, yes. And that's speaking as a, uh, a yeah, gaunt that's individual. Coming, that's coming from us. Right, exactly. <laughs> speaking as some gaunt radio hosts. The, the gauntest radio hosts in America. <laughs> um, so when it comes to uh, Bill's kids, we spent time talking about this yesterday. I, I don't buy for a second. There might be a standing offer for Bill's kids to stay in New England. They're going to follow Dada. That's where they're going to go. That's where their bread is buttered. They're going to follow their, what, they're going to side with Gerard Mayo over their dad in the power split. struggle? I, oh, think, I disagree. I think Steve stays here. So on the interview in Atlanta, what you need to know, that interview is done. It's done. It's past tense over with. And so why did Bill do that? Why why is Atlanta announcing it to the world, which I can't imagine they would do without Bill's at least tacit approval? I don't think Bill left the meeting and said, hey, you know what? Put it all over social media unless he wanted it to be out there. Okay? So why does Bill want it out there? Why do the Falcons want it out there? And is it a done deal? He's he's meeting with Atlanta because that's where he's going? Or is Bill letting people know, as I said earlier, a for sale sign, or as Mego said, a starter's pistol, letting everybody else know, hey, Jerry, hurry up, because I'm taking interviews. Hey, Jeff Lurie in Philadelphia, hurry up. I'm taking interviews, okay? you Don't dilly-dally. Fire your coach. Get me in there, because I'm not waiting. I think that's what it was. So you can jump in on that, 617-779-7937. What should Bill's next move be? Uh, all along with who's picking the next quarterback, Jonathan Kraft's power play. Are you a fan of it? Are you excited for it? Also, we get Gerard Mayo tomorrow. He'll be introduced to the media. We have thoughts on all of that. Plus, let's get to Wild Card Weekend. It's done now. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Streaming games, non-competitive games. We'll get to all of it right after Trending with Arkin. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Jones and Mako with Arcane. All right, ladies and jelly spoons. Jelly spoons? Yeah, that's right. That Arcane is like. This show sounds so young and cool. It does. We're the oldest, lamest, young hit show ever. On WEEI. 
Belichick to the Cowboys make sense? Hell no. Man, do you know I understand that Coach Belichick wants authority? Can you imagine uh, uh, Jerry Jones trying to hold a press conference and tell what's going on with the team? And you, th- and you think Coach Belichick is going to sit by, idly by, and let Jerry uh, do, do that? Absolutely not. It would be the worst. It's a match made in hell. You couldn't pitch, You can pick a worse match than Jerry Jones and Coach Bill Belichick. There's a reason. He got rid of Jimmy. He got rid of Bill Parcells. At Shannon Sharp on first take, he doesn't think Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones will be a fit. Uh, look, I, I'm rooting for that. Like, I selfishly. see Ryan Garvin. What? I love this song. What do you mean you, what do you, mean you see him? This Kid Rock song? Because he knows I love this song. Bill's going to be Kid Rock up and down the block. I can admit when I like a dorky song. Like, I, this yeah, is a super dorky song. I have no it, problem with Kid Rock or this song. But this what do you see? Song. What do you mean you see? I thought you, was he like dancing back there or making a face? No, you put this on for me, right? Oh, this was just a pick sure for, for Mego. Oh, yeah. you just put it on because they were talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know that it was specific to you. No, it's about me. I'm not sure it is, but whatever. I, Arkan, haven't we had an argument on air about this song because you hate this song? I don't like Kid Rock very yeah, much. No, Arkan. Nobody really likes Kid Rock, but you can't know when Kid there's Rock. a good I'm, song. I'm fine with Kid Rock. Arkan, this no, is like we a, argued about this song this is with like a politi- This is like a political thing for Arkan. He's out no, on Kid I Rock. Don't, like, I don't, first of all, I don't care about that. You have to be able to separate the art from the artist. Oh, yeah, Kid Rock's art. <laughs> <laughs> this song is art. Bah with the bah, the bah, the bah. Yeah, no, what that's, does it mean? That is art. That is art. I don't like his song with Sheryl Crow. That's what we argued about. That's a beautiful song. That song sucks. I put your picture away. Great song. I like this comment. Kid Rock is the Fred Durst of Ted Nugent's. It's <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate. That's true. All that okay. Ted Nugent, that's an artist. So apparently- Kid Rock also an, from the city of Detroit, which is really having a the state of Michigan, really having I've a moment. I've never heard that. They are uh, they are having a moment. That's I know true. Eminem gets all the glory. Kid Rock's nah, old like, hat. Kid Rock's the real face of Detroit. He if gets, you want to know what Detroit is like, Kid Rock gets a lot of uh, a lot of the Detroit headlines as well. Uh, but so okay, that song was just about Mego, apparently not about uh, nope. Bill Belichick and the Cowboys whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can continue to vote at Jones and Mego on Twitter. Uh, what do you think Bill's best move uh, or next move should be? Mega wants him to retire. Arkan, you want the Cowboys, and you think he should go to the Cowboys. Go I mean, on tour with Kid Rock. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, selfishly, only if Jovi's opening, only if Bon they Jovi's both, opening. They both walk out in the fur coats um, with canes. I, I want him to go to Dallas. Like, I would love for that. But if I were Bill and I were picking, I want power. It's exactly what Shannon Sharp said. Bill left the Jets because he didn't have power. He, he knew he was like a figurehead, and he didn't want to do that. And he is leaving New England in the absence of power. The Crafts chopped off his legs by bringing in Bill O'Brien and anointing Gerard Mayo. So you're going to go with Lorena Bobber. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and so, well, you're right about the Jets, but that was also 24 years ago. This thing that just happened recently, I agree, was sort of a culmination of all this time and everything. The only thing he's still coaching for, the only possible reason that he still has to coach is the wins record. And you're more likely to get that no, in Dallas than Atlanta. That's yes. not right. Yes, it is. No, he's it won isn't. six Super Bowls. Okay, you don't think he wants another Super Bowl to match Brady? Like, I mean, I, I'm sure he wouldn't I mind hope. that, but the only real reason that you're still, I mean, for coaching-wise, okay, you're on a level all Arkin. yourself, except for that one thing. Arkin. That's why he'd still coach. If he wins 10 games this year. And he's more likely to win a Super Bowl with Dallas than Atlanta, too. I okay, think. but so I, I don't disagree with any of that. I don't. But he's also more under a microscope there, and if he fails, it's going to be much more uh, discussed and broken down, and it could hurt his legacy a lot in, in Dallas as well. If he fails in Atlanta, it's going to hurt his legacy, too. It depends on what the failure is. I mean, if he wins four games, then it's going to hurt his legacy no matter what. 
But if he goes to Atlanta and makes the playoffs but loses a playoff game, that's way different than making the playoffs and losing again. And then you're just another coach in so, Dallas who goes there and loses. So just real quick, like you're right. If he can get the wins record easier in Dallas or Philly than Atlanta. And he can win a Super Bowl there. But he's also under a microscope and he doesn't have power and control. And I believe that's what he wants and what I think he should want. And let me play this out. If he wins 10 games in Dallas, you're one. 10 games. He needs 15, right? Yep. Uh, then he wins, what, the other three in the playoffs. So now it's 13 total. 10 regular season, 13 total. He's two away from Shula, but he wins the Super Bowl. Isn't it more important to win the Super Bowl than get the wins record? Like, I might walk away right there if I'm him, even though he's wildly close to Shula, because now he's matched Brady. Like, I hope the yeah, Super Bowl... Yeah, but then he's won a Super Bowl, so he'll keep going. It'll maybe. feed the ego. Maybe. Or maybe he says, I matched him and I'm done. I don't I don't want to go out there and, and lose again. I, I, I'm done. I don't know what he'd do. That'd be a big problem for him to have there. You know, I won, this, I won another but, Super Bowl. But my, po- my point is... I know they match mean, made yeah. in hell. My point is the Super Bowl should be more important than the dumb wins record. Fine. That's all. That's my only But point. I think he's more likely to get that in Dallas, too. And also, I don't think he should really be craving all this power because that implies that he's doing some big rebuild. Like, okay, you don't you don't have that kind of time if you're Bill Arkin, Belichick he's always, to undertake some five-year rebuild. He's always craved you're power. You're starting to sound Fine. like the Nikki Haley ad. You come to, da- I know. You come to <laughs> Dallas, though, and there's three players in the top ten in the MVP or the ESPN list we just saw uh, that that's out there. There's a whole bunch of, of ready-made, all-pro talent bet, right there for you in Dallas. You don't have that in Atlanta. I bet Bill looks at that roster and laughs at it and he goes I can make that I can make that my own and he's probably wrong about it but like this is the ego and how Bill feels about it and so saying Bill shouldn't want power fine I mean maybe he shouldn't but like everything he's ever done he wants all the control and all the power Atlanta's the place where you get it so it does dovetail into this weekend how did you feel about wildcard weekend like the whole experience now as a fan how did you feel about wildcard weekend did you enjoy it did you like the games did you like some of the narratives and storylines that emerged? Did you enjoy the game streaming on, was it Saturday night? Now it feels like an eternity ago. It was Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. The Kansas City game against Miami. How did you feel about Wild Card Weekend, Mego? Game sucked uh, for the most part. The narratives, though, with, that came out of it were great. Like, I, I go into this, and I don't want to be talking about this with hindsight, you know, being what it is. But I feel like we go into every Wild Card Weekend talking about Wild Card Weekend is not good. It's not good because you have bad teams in there. But in this case, you had somebody who was supposed to be a bad team in the Packers totally upsetting. And you had the Dallas team crashing and burning and having the narrative come out of that that, okay, now, you know, uh, Jerry Jones is be calling up Bill Belichick. He's calling him at halftime. You know, he's making press conferences in the middle of the game when it looks like because Dallas is down 27 to zero at one point. And I like the youth movement. Again, part of that might just be because it's wild card weekend, so it's the teams that sneak in. You get first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs like Jordan Love, like C.J. Stroud, because of the nature of having those extra teams in that's been going back for a couple years now. The games themselves were just not that entertaining. There were a lot of games where at halftime you could sit there and go, I pretty much know how this is going to play out. There was a lot of filling time from the booth uh, particularly yeah. in the fourth quarters, even in situations where it was like, oh, man, you got to get the Packers starters back out there because it's starting to get a little interesting. It's starting to get a little too interesting. The games, for the most part, were pretty dull products. But overall, I feel like at least it gets us somewhere interesting for the divisional weekend. I hate a wild card weekend. I hated it. And, Mego, you're right. There are some interesting storylines that came out of it, like the Cowboys crashing and burning. 
Mike McCarthy out of a job. Where is Bill going? What's going on with Nick Sirianni? The Eagles crashing and burning when they were just in the Super Bowl a year ago. You know, never mind what you just said. Some of the young quarterbacks, some of the upsets, fine. Like, all of those are good narratives and good storylines. It was a bad watch. It was. It felt like a waste of my time. Like, I, I was actually angry last night, Arkan, watching the Bucks and Eagles. I'm like... That's because you chose the Eagles. Well, I did, but, like, are you ever going to get a good game? Are we ever going to get a good game? The Lions game was good. It was fine. It was close, is what I would say. That wasn't a good game. It was just a close game. Did we get a great game? Do we get any really wildly entertaining competitive game? The beginning of that Browns-Texans game. That was awesome. I, I thought we were getting a huge back-and-forth, high-scoring offense, matching each other. I thought we were going to get that. And it turns out that game turned into a blowout. The Dolphins legitimately made one play, and then they quit in the cold. Tyreek Hill, one long catch. That's all they did all day long. You know, the Cowboys game was a blowout, as you said. They made it fake close at the end. And again, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah, as a Commanders fan, right. And the, the Cowboys crashing and burning, that's amusing. It wasn't a good game. It wasn't a good watch. Same thing with that Rams and Lions game. It was at least close and competitive. Nothing happened in the second half of that game. Nothing. The games yesterday stunk. So I, I was getting angry watching them. Are we ever going to get a game? And maybe some of it is because I pick Philly. But, like, can we... I feel like I mostly wasted my time. All those games were a big, giant waste of time. I feel like I got very little entertainment value out of the actual viewing of the games. I enjoyed them because there were upsets, and that's basically it. I like a good upset, but the only game that had a lead change all weekend was Cleveland-Houston. That was the only game where the, the only one? Changed, where the lead changed It never ever. changed in the Lions game? No. Uh, the Lions led that game the whole way. Huh. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that was it. That was the only lead change of the whole weekend, and Jones that was a game that Houston won by five touchdowns. I mean, that's that's the truth. It's uh, It was uh, not a great weekend in terms of competitiveness. Uh, I did like the teams got upset. I liked watching Philly crash and burn. I liked watching Dallas crash and burn. But overall, and I liked that Miami sort of got put in their place, too. I don't know. I felt like they were getting a little big for their britches so, there. But I other just, than that, I mean, yeah, you're right. They weren't competitive. I games. just feel like this is why... And it's good news for the Patriots. Like, if you want to be back in the playoffs next year, you know, look at the Packers, look at Houston, especially. Like, you get the right quarterback, you can turn things around very, very quickly, especially especially in the case of Houston. But while it might be good news for the Patriots, expanding Super Wild Card Weekend is, I think, bad for the league. It waters down a lot of these matchups. So you're getting Pittsburgh into the postseason. I know Green Bay beat Dallas. But yeah, like, see, that's where, and it, it was the first time that happened with the seventh seed, but at the same time, it was such an awesome upset when they came out of the gate like that. You're giving us more games, which in theory should be a good thing, but you're giving us crummier matchups and worse games. And I think that's part of the reason why I feel like I got very little out of this weekend. And it's frustrating to me. And it's the league doing what they're doing. You know, they're going to keep... Chasing that bottom line and growing revenue, which is where we can get into streaming here in a moment. Teams in Europe, added playoff teams. Like, that's all about growing revenue. That's And it's watering down the product. And I think it stinks. How'd you feel about the streaming on Saturday night? How'd you feel about the uh, the Peacock experience? So, to be totally transparent, like, I'm a cord cutter. So, I watch most things either on YouTube TV or through the apps. So, it wasn't any different for me. I watch a lot of Sunday night football, usually on the Peacock app. So I didn't have any issue with it. I do kind of think that if they're going to make you stream the game, they should have an alternative Peacock stream because Bravo does this when they do their reality show. Oh, like a Manning cast? Well, no, but it should be like the 18 plus and they just swear their heads off. <laughs> you know, they talk about the game. I don't know, maybe like Barstool does it or something okay. with Peacock. Sure. I, Andy who, Cohen. Andy like, Cohen's just sitting up there breaking it all down. I'll do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like they talk about football the way that people actually talk sure. about football. Yeah. Because if you're going to make people stream it, then yeah, you can watch the regular stream, but also you get something, a different product than just like, hey, we're forcing every bar that already has um, the NFL yeah. package. I'd like that idea this. if I wasn't so sure they just throw Pat McAfee into it oh, and be like, here you true. go, pal. Peacock. <laughs> Talk like a real guy. <laughs> Peacock after dark. Talk like a bro. So no, Just Marshawn Lynch in a room by himself for three hours. I, that's your that. broadcast. No, no, no. Like a classic booth, but... They, no. they get to actually, maybe they throw the young guys in there. Maybe they throw all those Syracuse guys in there. Like yeah, Noah no, Eagle they're they're super loose. They talk like normal people, don't they? <laughs> Drew, well, give them Drew a chance Carter to and talk Noah like Eagle and everybody else. No, they, they, talk, they talk like super normal Instead people. Of going That's like, how people talk. You can't handle the truth. Instead of going like, shoots, that was quite a play. You know, they talk like a real person. Boy, yeah. howdy. <laughs> no, let's have Noah Eagle go let his hair down. You know, let's, let's uh, Joe Davis, uh, those, all these nerds. Jack let's, Collinsworth. Yeah, let's, ha- let's have all them go sit there and really let their hair down with a glass of scotch okay, so and really who, talk about who it. Who would you like to be to have in it? I just besides want, us. I, I don't need you to reinvent the wheel. I didn't mind the streaming service. And here's my real takeaway from it. Everybody crying about it. It's like, I'm gonna make a stand on principle. Ask your wife. She already has a subscription. I mean, I I, I subscribe to all these dumb streaming services. That's because you watch below deck. I ha- I have all of them. So I watched them all. And so to me it was zero problem. It was easy for me. It didn't cut out. I heard some people complaining about their stream cutting out. If you're one of them, let me know. And it's like, oh, what about the poor bars and restaurants? Man, it's such fake outrage. It's like you realize that playoff games weren't on cable forever. You realize that, right? And people said the same thing about ESPN. What if the bar doesn't have ESPN? Do you know how dumb that sounds now? 10 or 15 years Do you know how stupid that is? It's where it's going. And so to me, pay the $5. You want to make a big stand on principle? Go ahead and make it. You didn't miss much in that game. But this is where it's going. Get ready for more of it. I, I didn't find yeah, get it to ready be... to pay $100 to watch the Super Bowl. I don't... I mean, maybe that is where it's going, Arkin. But well, that is, sucks if that's where it's going. Okay, but how is that any different than anything else? Like, how is that any different? You're already paying for your cable. You're already paying for your YouTube TV. Because I don't want to pay, like, a pay-per-view to watch football games. Okay, I think that's a long ways away, but maybe some... That's the way it's going now. Someday that's eventually... Arkin, you had to pay $5 for one dumb wildcard weekend playoff game. We're a long ways away from paying $100 for the Super Arkin, Bowl. Arkin, didn't you already yeah, have the like subscription? Money. Uh, to Peacock, I didn't realize this, but yes, I did. Okay. But Saturday night, okay, so you had I didn't have it. My wife had it. This is okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You probably already have it. And you don't realize. Wait, okay, here's the thing: we're already paying for everything anyway. You don't get anything free. People pretending like you get television for free is so stupid. You don't get it for free. You pay a lot for cable, or you pay even if you're unplugged, you pay a lot so for you it. You could have the bunny ears. So, I did that for a little while. Okay, fine. So maybe, maybe you're picking something up there. It's so dumb to pretend it's all free. Like, oh, I just had it for free. But then you have to move it around. No, you didn't. And you're stuff. paying a load whether you're unplugged or not whether you've cut the cord or not you're so paying a crap ton. we were in the peacock booth you could have said what you actually want to say <laughs> exactly so like arkham what you thought you were getting it free before this what do you mean like you're you're like ooh, i don't want ABC anything see and all the other you things said, that i get in my cable pack yes i thought i was getting okay. those for without having to pay no but you're paying your information your tv has tons and tons of channels it's not just one thing I understand. that plays one game that's what i don't like i, I don't like that it's veering towards pay-per-view okay, but you that's what that's you what cor- you cord cutters are the ones forcing this i don't know if you realize this but you cord cutters that are I don't like have a problem with that. breaking everything down and splintering everything you're the reason we now have to do it youtube tv is a cable service it's cable. It has cable TV. That's what it is. It's just cheaper than the one you have, which you get all butthurt about I don't get every all... time we bring this up for some reason. I, I'm not the one that's butthurt about this. I don't know why you this. always do. It's you're, so weird. You're the one complaining about this game. You're the one game. who demands that we all have to pay more money for football. You're, it's ridiculous. You're the one complaining about this game, Arkin. I didn't complain about it. 
I didn't say a word. I don't even know what we're fighting about. Mega. I did. So the game was Mega. on TV what? when I went out. I'm I'm annoyed at the idea that Mega. eventually it's going to head towards. He didn't complain. He didn't complain that. about this game being on streaming service last week. If you've joined America and you're watching Vanderpump I complain about Rules every with game everybody else, you are already in a good place for this game. And if not, catch up. I just I don't I I, I nothing's free. Oh, the poor bar and restaurant owners. Yeah, this was this is what people said 15 years ago when ESPN. Oh, I it's on cable. What? How do I get what? I shouldn't have to pay for this game, and then everybody just got on board so and it was easy. The you only think in 2008, thing... bars didn't have ESPN. I mean, there, this was a cr- this was a complaint at the time. Not all bars have that. not all bars have cable. Some bars are like, oh, I just got I got the game on ABC. I got the bar on NBC. I'm not paying for cable. People complained about that at the time. It was a real complaint. The only thing I'll say to Arkan's point is, I will not like it if all of a sudden it's Netflix has a game. And Hulu slash Disney Plus has a game. And Peacock has a game. Because I don't want to subscribe to everything all at once. I'm somebody who's like, oh, my show's coming back. I'll subscribe. (laughs) And then unsubscribe after that. Get ready. Blame the cord cutters. I agree. It was easier when we all just had cable. Uh, Billy is in Miami. Go ahead, Billy. That was very efficient. Jonesy, I I, I don't care about the the streaming at all. I I mean, it's easy. But why are you so negative about the games? Because they stunk, Billy. What game was good? I don't know. I think it sets up for a great weekend next weekend. Okay, well, that's different because I, I, I actually agree with him on this. The AFC games next week, I think, are pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. What we, a dumb thing to say. It sets up. What games do you think were good? I don't know. Uh, well, they set up for next. We're talking about this weekend, right now. Baltimore and Houston, I like. The one that literally just ended. Chiefs and Bills, I like. So, like, next weekend might be really good. I agree yeah, with him on that. Let's not pretend like we all didn't want Baltimore Cleveland. I mean, uh, I know you didn't because you're a big Nobody wants Baltimore, Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Yes, I most mean, people do. Look, no, Flacco against Baltimore would have been good. And there's history between the franchises. Yeah, it's a super decade old. I'm with Mego on that. It's just, I, I next weekend's games might be good. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me wasting 18 hours watching mostly crappy football this Here's weekend. Here's the other thing. Like, most of the weekend is also you going, oh, yeah, this team has to play uh, the Ravens. Oh, yeah, this team has to play the Niners. They're going to be done out. Then they're just going to get steamrolled. Paul is in Wilbraham. Go ahead, Paul. Jones, I never agree with you, but I do on that. I thought the games were terrible. Thank you, Paul. What about and next weekend, though? You know what else? <laughs> what? They never end. They just go on and on and on. It's a dreary blowout, and they don't end. And I have a question for you guys. Okay, go for and it. I'm an old man, okay. and I've been watching football a long time. End of the Celtics game last night. They dribble across, dribble, give the ball to the other team. Uh-huh. They dribble across, sure. clock runs out. Yep. What if the Steelers came out with 50 seconds left and just knelt down twice and ended that stupid game? What are they trying? They're going to score 14 points in 50 seconds? Okay, so, I mean, it's a playoff game. I don't mind teams trying at the end of playoff games. You're comparing it to Celtics-Raptors, which I watched zero, zero of. I swear to God, every time I tried to flip over to the game last night, it was also in a commercial at the same time as football, so I gave up at some point, even though the games were trash. Uh, I didn't watch any of Celtics-Raptors last night, but uh, Celtics-Raptors in January is very different than the Steelers trying to keep their season alive in a playoff game. Do we not get that? Yeah, but what about the next Celtics game? <laughs> what does it mean for that? Yeah, yeah they're playing the Spurs tomorrow night. It's a good question. That, Ooh, yeah. Wemby, where's that game? Is that here? You didn't like that game? What yes. about the next Wemby, one? Wemby in Boston. So you're yeah. saying you're not going to like the next one. Let's keep moving the goalposts. Uh, 617-779-7937. How'd you feel about Wild Card Weekend? Did you like it? Were you entertained by the games? How do you feel about Divisional Weekend? Maybe we're burying the lead there. And are you okay with paying for streaming? Uh, we'll get to it with all your phone calls and... I want to get into uh, Ime Udoka, a game I did watch. His return to Boston. Do the Celtics still miss Ime Udoka?
Sounds like they do. We'll get to it next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. Well, I talked about it, obviously, when it happened, and then, um, obviously, my press conference leading up to Houston, but, um, you know, job not finished, um, the relationships you build and the people you impact, and so, yeah, that'd be the biggest thing, and, you know, is you formed a lot of relationships within a year, and obviously wanted a chance to run it back and do it again with the group that you feel you could build and grow with. And so, you know, letting the people down. And I talked about the players, the relationships I built with them, the coaches that came with me, and then everybody else that's, that was impacted by it. And so um, from there, that's the biggest thing I would say overall is, you know, letting some people down for sure. And then, but we've talked it out, and I've seen a lot of these people throughout the summer and talk regularly, and so we've moved past it. Letting some people down is awfully vague. From Ime Udoka in his return to the Garden on Saturday night. Not a ton of fanfare around it. No. You know, it was, he was asked about it before the game. Uh, We asked Scal about it and spent some time on it in the middle of last week. Not Uh, much of a reaction in-game either. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, you know, you do introduce the coach at the beginning of the game, but but how much are you going to get there? If you want to make a moment, you could. You know, if... Doc Rivers comes back, he gets a moment, but obviously Udoka left under far different circumstances. I I just found that a very unsatisfactory answer. Like, well, you know, I mean, I just let some people down and I feel bad about that. I I wonder who he's even talking about. Like, I bet he's talking about his ex-players. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, he's not even talking about, like, any, like, victims or anything like that. Yeah, maybe Neil Long. I I don't even know if that's what he's talking about. Do you think he's talking about Brad? Oh, I let Brad down? No, I'm saying, like, you know, you would think if he was going to apologize for anything, it might be to any people who were put in a bad position while the witch hunt was going on, trying to figure out, like, what was going on with Udoka in his final days in Boston. And I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's talking about his players. Because most of his pregame press conference was focused on the players. And it's Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. I-, I teased going to break to the players miss Udoka. And I didn't necessarily mean on the floor, though I think Udoka's a better coach than Joe Mazzula. He's gotten a ton out of Houston this year, though they've fallen off a bit recently. They're now 19-20. and 20. They were over 500, I think, going into that game on Saturday. Still Te- better than Golden State. No, True. Uh, text at 37... Still better than Marcus Smart and the Grizzlies. Uh, text at 37937. They're 31 and 8. Yeah, I'm sure they really miss them. Uh, well, they're 31 and 9, number one. And number two, that's not what I meant. I meant, are they still... They still feel like he should be here. They still and, feel like he got railroaded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, that that's what I mean. I don't necessarily mean, like, on the floor, though I think they do. I just mean, do they personally still want him here? And seeing him on Saturday, did that bring some of that back up? So here's more Udoka. Let me play these quickly, and we can react on the backside. He's asked about, and we read a story last what week. Udoka got in trouble for it, it definitely is. Uh, we read a story from Mark Spears last week where he talked about being at Marcus Smart's wedding and running into all these players and having communication with all these players, and he followed up on some of the contact he's had with his ex-players here in Boston. Yeah, I mean, I was up front with the guys. Um 
when the things happen, I reached out to who I needed to and, you know, have a little comfort in guys knowing what happened and, and how it all went down. And then obviously, you know, made up with my coaches because they all came with me to Houston. So a lot of my guys are back with me and um, I've talked to them throughout the year whenever I could, but wanted to give them space to do the do their thing as well. And that's, that goes with the players as well. But um, ran into quite a bit of them over the summer and Marcus Smart's wedding and everywhere in between. And so I've seen them all and talked to them regularly. Okay. Uh, he was asked for a quick follow-up here on the amount of contact he had with the players. Hey, Ime, I thought you weren't supposed to have a lot of contact with the players while you were, you know, sort of embargoed and, and out of a job and on the sidelines. Well, I would say they lied to you guys. They knew. Some of them knew. And, you know, obviously I could talk to them. And they wouldn't share stuff publicly. So who needed to know knew. Okay. So I'm not surprised by any of that, and I'm not outraged by any of that. But just picture that. Last year, Udoka is not supposed to be in contact. He's out of a job. No one in the league would go near him until Houston hired him. And the whole back-channeling last year with Joe Mazzulla in his first year, these guys are texting him all year long. And so, are they still? Do they still want him back? Do they still fully trust Joe Mazzulla? That's what I'm getting at. Not that they missed him on the floor this year, because they haven't. They're the best team in the league. They should win a title this year. But is that still going on? Have they fully moved past Udoka? That's what I wonder. I think for right now, they have. And it will only be... I, the only way that they'll really totally move on is getting back to the finals. If they get back to the finals, obviously if they win the finals, but even just getting back to the finals, it will match the accomplishment that they had with Ime Odoka. And the main guys here, Jason and Jalen, like I, I know Jason has said that they've moved on, but you talk to people in, in Jason's camp and you just listen to Jalen directly. And those guys credit Udoka a lot with changing their perspective, with empowering them on the court, with being a very different kind of coach than Brad Stevens and Joe Missoula is. It's not to say that they didn't grow under those two guys, but Ime was only with them for a year, and it's clear that he's left a lasting impression on the development, the maturation, I guess even just taking accountability for themselves on the court. Now, off the court, obviously, not a great situation that Ime no. left them in. But, I yeah, I'm sure a piece of them still miss him and still talk to him and still look to him as a mentor because he meant that much to them getting them into the finals that year. So do you think they've moved past it, Arkand? And if they haven't, is that a problem? I think they have moved past it. I think last year was sort of the year for that to happen. I think at this point you accept reality, which is, hey, you know, we're we're here. We got this new reloaded team. We have a job to do. We have to focus on that. And he's not coming back. So, you know, I think eventually, even if they did really like him, and he is still a mentor to them, and I'm sure he still talks to them all the time. I'm sure they're, you know, texting each other and all of that. But, I mean, I think professionally at this point, these aren't little kids. Like, you know, professionally at this point, they have to understand what the situation is and i don't think that that's going to hold them up or, or be some sort of big issue this year well we'll see uh joe Missoula's role in all of it uh, remains very interesting so we'll add this to the list uh we talked mostly football today but that's a, a quick moment on udoka his return to boston we talked about jerry uh, jeremy swayman and his contract he feels railroaded by the arbitration process so is he going to take a hometown discount? Did the Bruins miss out on not moving on from Olmark and paying Swayman this past offseason? You can jump in on that, 617-779-7937. Wild card weekend, did you enjoy it? Paying for streaming services and playoff games? How'd you feel about it? We'll get back into Bill and where he's going. We'll reset our big question of the day. What should his next move be at 617-779-7937? How about Paul in Rhode Island? Go ahead, Paul. Thank you, I can 
Hi, Mago. How are you? I'm doing well. How You're are welcome, you doing? Paul. Hey, I'm going to make you happy today. Okay. Who who are you making who are you making happy, Paul? Who? Me. Mago. I'm sorry. Got it. Not Arkan. Here's the deal. Yeah, Paul. We're talking. Yeah, quiet Arkan. Walking. Arkan. Hush. Now listen. There's a three-year limit to this guy. Okay, Bill Belichick. Let's Uh, say he goes to Washington. Brand new owner, Magic Johnson. They got a pick, top pick in the uh, the draft. They sure do. There's no better way. There's no better way to go. I think it's Washington. Forget about Jerry. Jerry's too bossy. Jerry's the GM. You would have to eliminate Jerry in a GM position for him to go there. Okay, maybe Jerry would take a back seat. Like with a sniper? Like, uh, no, just, no, I mean, they, him and Parcells did work together in, in short term. Yeah. Have you completely ruled out Belichick and Washington? That's the only reason I wanted to take that. I haven't completely ruled it out, but it, I'm certainly way less bullish on it than I was even this time last week. It, it just seems like with them bringing Adam Peters and going, they, they appear to be going into a direction that is younger, analytics-based, just a whole situation that would be more of a Ben Johnson, Frank Smith, Slowick type, rather than going with one of these older guns. Yeah, and look, the analytics part I could care less about, but offensive-minded youth, uh, cutting edge, new ideas, that's what the Patriots should be doing. And the Patriots are just shutting themselves off from exposing uh, themselves to new ideas and cutting-edge ideas and the way different organizations do it, which I think is a massive failure. 617. Well, that's your opinion, Arkan. Uh, that's true. That is, uh, that is uh, uh, Christian Arkan's opinion. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 617-779-7937. It's Arkan and Mego with Jones here on WEEI. You can jump in. What should Save that one. Bill Belichick's next move be? <laughs> Dallas, Philly, Atlanta, Retirement. Other, like uh, Phil, uh, Paul in Rhode Island, rather, said, with Washington. Jump in on that. We'll reset. And Bill Belichick had to interview with the Falcons? What the heck's going on there? That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.